Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cat. I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to cats. It's a big deal for the Big Blue Nation. You can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Car Noise, because Kyle's on the road currently, and that's what you'll be hearing in the background if you're curious. Um, but he's traveling, and we got this big old piece of news that we all knew about, but now we have the details on Mr. Tucker, and that is John Calipari's quote-unquote lifetime contract. I'll leave it open-ended. When you first read through all this, was there anything that popped out to you? No, I mean, just that he's going to be super rich. I mean, he's already pretty rich, but 10 years and $86 million, uh, he's pretty well set. I, I haven't gone through, I've been traveling, as you mentioned, I haven't gone through and added up all his actual earnings to this point, and then plus what he makes if he maxes out this deal. But, I mean, he's got to be, I mean, he's got to be in the neighborhood of a couple hundred million dollars, I think, you know, by the end of this contract in his career. Um, Because he was doing okay at Memphis, and he's had several lucrative years. What, the last, what, five-ish years? He's been in the seven, eight-plus million range uh, for Kentucky after his previous extension. So um, it, it is pretty wild to think about when he and stuff like that, and breaking the cycle, and changing family lives and histories and futures. He's talking about players and, and teenagers, but when you think about the John Calipari story, grandson of Italian immigrants and coal mine, working in the coal mines, son of a baggage handler at the airport and a cafeteria worker at a school, and now he's you know going to make a quarter of somewhere close to a quarter of a billion dollars in his life coaching basketball uh it's pretty amazing yeah there's no doubt about it uh real quick i'll just kind of read his comment that he tweeted out and released via email uk athletics did uh cal said i want to thank the university dr capaluto mitch barnhart and Dwayne Peavy, for approaching me with this opportunity to finish my career at kentucky i've said from day one that this would be the gold standard and it has been for student athletes and coaches as i enter my 11th year I'm reminded it took me 20 years to get an opportunity like this. There is no other place I want to be. As I look forward, my mindset is what's next and how can we be first at it for the young people that we coach? Um, Just kind of, Kyle, you talked about the career earnings and all those things. And when you look at Kentucky specifically, and I know you weren't here when he first got to UK, but you've read through those things and saw the videos. You know, he made it clear that he didn't think that this was he was going to be here this long. He started to walk those back, those comments back a, a few years ago. Um, uh, my theory is that, you know, he saw Coach K, Roy Williams, all these other dudes kind of getting up there in age and still having a ton of success, and he's like, I can do that too, and that to a certain extent prolonged his career. But I mean, are are, are you surprised that at this point in his career he signs this kind of extension? Yeah, a little, a, a little, just because um, he said, and I, I think a lot of people thought, like the ten years was kind of the max for a Kentucky coach. It's hard in the the scrutiny and spotlight and crazy fandom and expectation and all that um, to go much longer than that. Um, 
and and also, I mean, just his history. I mean, he was not total job hopper, but he was he bounced around a fair amount. Um, and you know, there was always the thought that he would slip off to the NBA again and sort of scratch that itch. But I think a few things happened. I think one, he realized, uh, you know, it's, I don't think it's lip service to say like, you know, he says I have the best job in the country or whatever, best job in basketball. It's it's got to be pretty close, you know. You, you not a lot of places combine the massive following, the undying loyal, undying loyalty from the fan base. Where, as he says, you don't have to sell a ticket. Um, the resources where you're going to private jet wherever you want to go. I mean, the flirtation that led to this deal was with UCLA, where they're the all-time leader in national championships and one of the premier programs in the history of college basketball. And they don't do a lot of that stuff. They don't have that fan base. They don't pay their coaches premium salaries, head coaches or assistant coaches. They they don't fly private jets. You know, the coaches are taking – the head coach is taking commercial airlines. And now that may sound prima donna-ish, but it's not just that. It's not just like I need special treatment. You can go a lot more places and see a lot more people when you don't have to fly commercial, <laughs> when you can just hop on the jet from the donor or the booster or whatever, and go where you need to go. I wrote a story a while back, a few years ago, about how he recruited a class and all the got all the private jet logs. You know, and he was in four states in the same day um, at one point. And, and so I think, it, I think when you think about all those things, you know, you know you're going to have fan loyalty. Uh, you know you're going to have the best facilities. Uh, you know, and they've had to fight for a few things. They've had to push to get some upgrades, but he pretty much has gotten what he wanted. You're going to have a premium salary. Your staff's going to have a premium salary. You have a guy like Kenny Payne, who's your your, your can't-lose assistant, and your school pays him like a head coach, so you don't lose him. Uh, $900,000, maybe more, to Kenny Payne. So I think at some point he realized, like, where can I go and have all these things, all these ingredients? Uh, and, the, you know, I think the NBA cooled on him. You know, he had that window where he might have gone to the Cavs. I think once he didn't take that job, it was almost kind of over the NBA dream. And so what else is he going to do? I think he's got too much energy to retire. And, and I think that all kind of conspired together to reshape his timeline. And, you know, I think as much as the next guy, he likes money. And who's walking away from a ninety, basically $90 million? Well, just $86 million, Kyle. Yeah. No need well, to exaggerate. With, with, all his, with all his other kick-ins, I mean, he's going to get the APR every year of that deal. That's 50000 That's another half a million. And, you know, he's got – USA Today's database, his official salary, I think, last year was like $8 million, But the USA Today database that factors in other stuff, other outside income and everything – I think put him at like nine point three million. Yeah, he made so a lot. You got to you got to figure the new deal with all the other stuff. He's probably, in fact, he's probably really closer to actual earnings of about ten million a year. So we're talking about essentially a hundred million dollars. Yeah, payday he, for Calipari over the next decade. He he made, he did really well. Um, he I, he I can't count the number of times he picked me up on Uber. He made a lot of money uh, side hustling. <laughs> <laughs> um. I tell you what, uh, we'll take a quick break because there is one other part that uh, the term that kind of stood out to me and I found really interesting. Um, but before that, I do want to tell you guys about Twillery, uh, which is a sh- they got shirts that don't wrinkle, don't itch, 
and don't sweat. And if you go to twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on, you get $25 off these shirts. Smart casual, just got smarter and cheaper. Twillery brings performance work shirts to the next level with four-way stretch material that shuts down wrinkles, stops sweat, and keeps you looking fresh and cool. For as low as $55 a pop when you bundle four or more and free shipping, it's top value in smart workwear. Grab them at twillery.com slash locked on. That's twillery.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and use that promo code locked on to get $25 off your order. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Here's what was interesting to me in the, in the release, Kyle. Um, it said that, I'll just read what was written. Um, beginning with the sixth contract year of the agreed-upon terms, Calipari has the option to step down as the head coach and become special assistant to the athletic director slash university representative. He would receive $950,000 in annual compensation for the position. Do you think uh, Ambassador Calipari is, is going to be at some point happening at UK? Yeah, it'll be, I, I mean, I guess I would probably take that gig regardless of how it felt. That's pretty good retirement money. Um, it, it is interesting that it, what is it, sixth year? In the sixth year that can happen? Yes. Um, I mean, that's also sort of a contingency. Like, what if I do get completely worn down by this, you know? Um, or, you know, one and done goes away in two years, and that, that recipe gets harder and harder to build a good team without being able to get the best players. Who knows? But um, he's obviously got a little bit of an out if it's just, you know, if he doesn't want to go a decade. And But but it's a, a hell of a cushion to say, like, whenever you are done, you're going to basically get a million dollars a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's that, There's not a lot of pension plans that are paying that out. I would venture to guess there are very few, um, unless you work for, like, a big bank or something and get a golden parachute. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a really good deal. And then the final piece, um, and I think we've we've covered most everything. I mean, if you want to get into the nuts and bolts, just briefly, real quick, um, it, as we mentioned, it's a ten-year deal, eighty-six million dollars. Uh, uh, Kyle talked about the incentives with the APR, but the the, the quote-unquote base salary, uh, Calipari gets eight million dollars per year for each of the next two years, then eight point five from twenty twenty-one to twenty twenty-five, then nine million from twenty twenty-five to 2029 um also uh, is note and i think most you know, uk fans are aware of this but all this money um is from uk athletics they're a self-sustaining uh, program so it's not being doled out from the university um and then the, here's the final part kyle um the new deal does not include a buyout uh, just like the previous ones with calipari um if he takes another job he doesn't have to pay the university anything but it does include a clause stating Calipari must inform the athletic director of other employment opportunities before negotiating with prospective employers. Um, I mean, is this, should we like title this the UCLA clause or what? Yeah, maybe, but I think, I think he said uh, that they asked for Kentucky's blessing, even in the UCLA case. I think he, I believe he said that. Um, I don't think it would be necessarily his mode of, operation to kind of do that behind their back because that kind of stuff always gets out you know it always gets yeah. back somehow so um i think that's probably a relatively standard thing 
put in a contract, but it is. I guess it's kind of interesting that this one has it. I don't remember if his last contract uh, had anything like that or not. I don't think it did. Um, so we'll wrap up this um, com- conversation on the contract. With your guys' comment, we sent out the tweet a little bit ago about it. I uh, got some replies on Twitter and one on Facebook. Phil said, I just hope Mrs. Calipari doesn't kick out the roommate for not taking out the trash. That might cause a contract adjustment. Yeah, uh, like if he gets kicked out by Ellen, does that mean he now gets like a loft or something around Lexington or something if he, if he needs such a, such a place? <laughs> I'm sure if he wanted uh, another place to stay, that there would be a lot of people lining up to offer one to him. Yeah, he could stay in your basement, Kyle. Exactly. You've been there. It's a pretty, pretty happening spot. It's pretty nice, guy. It's pretty nice. Pretty nice. Um, Burke said, Coach Cal and UK are a match made in heaven. He was literally put on this earth to coach at this program. I love this contract and cross every finger I have that he stays the entire 10-year contract, multiple top recruiting classes, and Final Fours await. And then finally, on Facebook, Rob said he is worth every cent. I think a majority of UK fans agree with all those things, Kyle. Um, I, I mean, when this was announced, the lifetime deal that was right after the season, um, it I, I didn't, I mean, there was, there's always some negative reaction, but I didn't see much in, in the news today when all the details came out. I didn't see any, any outrage, really. I think most people kind of realize what's going on. And the cost of keeping a coach the caliber of John Calipari. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there are a lot of people that may not know there are some sort of tra- traditionalists who've gotten a bit weary of uh, all the roster turnover and wish they didn't rely as heavily on one and done. But I think most reasonable people um, who are fans of or or involved in the program recognize that it is not going to be a fun task to replace John Calipari whenever that day comes, and that it'll be, one, a a difficult thing to do. I think not every coach that's out there that you'd want to hire would want to be the guy to follow him, for one. Uh, And the reason they wouldn't is because it's going to be really hard. Um, You know, you can talk about roster construction and whether he's fallen short of if he should have one or two or however many more titles. But very, very few people have put their team in national title contention as regularly as him. I mean, it's, it is certain, in that area, I think the, the, there's a, a lot of this fan base that has become, to an extent, spoiled. Um, because it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen that, what, seven out of ten years with a coach, you can believe at some point you're going to have a chance to win the national championship and four of those times you're actually in the Final Four, and the other three you're in the Elite Eight. Um, so that's going to mean it is. It's going to be a really hard thing to replace him. And so I do think most reasonable people are are plenty happy for the university or, or the athletic department to pony up whatever it takes. Within reason, and this is also not like an outrageous uh, race. It's really more of a just a time commitment to Calipari. Um you know, especially in the front half of that contract, it's basically essentially what he's making now. It's not a big bump in money. They're not going out and saying, okay, we're going to double your salary. Please don't leave. It's just, hey, we definitely want you to be here. So even though you're over 60 years old, we're going to offer you another decade of employment. Mm-hmm. And then a sweetheart deal after that if you want to, you know, remain a part of the program. So I, I do think most people are on board with this 100%, as I, I think they should be. Yeah, I was uh while you were you were 
eloquently stating that I went to the bastion of terrible comments, aka Facebook, uh, and I went to John Calipari's Facebook page and where he announced this contract with the the quote that we read earlier, earlier typed out, and I I've been scrolling and I've yet to see anything negative, uh, which. You know, if you don't find a... That's very a, rare on the, on the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That just kind of proves, uh, as we were saying there, almost all UK fans are all the way on board um, with this. So there you go. I did see one criticism that um, uh, this guy, and I'm, I'm guessing this was semi-joking, he was disappointed that uh, Calipari hadn't offered Bronny James a scholarship yet and that he needed to get on that. Um, <laughs> um, coming up that'll next, that'll be a debate for another episode. But it'll be interesting to see, like, if some big name schools. I'm not sure he's a big, like, a big time recruit. Maybe he'll become one. But like, which big name schools and coaches will make that offer just to have LeBron be around the program and the cachet that comes with that? We can do that definitely. And in talking about recruiting, uh, we're going to discuss that a little bit next. Uh, UK target from the grad transfer pool apparently is considering somebody else. And uh, there's a big camp going on, but not a ton of people are enjoying it um, from a recruiting standpoint. But I, before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. You can get Locked on Kentucky on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And when you get in your car tell your smart device to play locked on kentucky you are locked on kentucky part of the locked on podcast network carrie blackshear jr man this uh his list kyle just keeps getting longer and longer um let me get this guy's name kevin mcpherson who is at ar hoop scoop uh, i believe he's out of arkansas he said that for Per sources, Virginia Tech grad transfer, Kerry Blackshear Jr. is now considering Memphis. He's already visited Florida, Arkansas, has upcoming visits planned to Tennessee and Kentucky A&M in the mix as well because of Bugs Williams. And according to Mr. McPherson, Gonzaga is also interested. Is 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 are we gonna get to the point where it's it's August and we got a twenty seven team list for Kerry Blackshear Jr. and he still doesn't know where he's going? Yeah, it's, it seems like it would be in his best interest to get this thing wrapped up um, and not keep adding schools. And, and very interesting, if true, that Memphis is a player in this now because, boy, if they, for one, if they get him and they have James Wiseman, uh, as our buddy Kyle Mann pointed out, that would be a monstrous front court. I mean, it would be the best front court in college basketball, I would presume. Um, and it would be another blow in the Penny versus – uh, Calipari battle that is apparently heating up on the recruiting trail. Um, Memphis is already going to end up with the number one re- recruiting class, strictly speaking, high school recruits. Uh, and then if you add the number one, I believe Kerry Blackshear is pretty unanimously ranked the number one grad transfer available. Um, that's very strong. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of young guys on that Memphis team. It would be pretty big for them to have a a grad transfer senior to kind of stabilize them. Yeah. I would I would probably at that point install Memphis as a legitimate title contender. I remain a little skeptical that a second year coach can corral all that talent, all those freshmen and win it. Uh, but if you add a guy like that, I mean that's a pretty pretty big deal. They lost I mean they already had I think the number two grad transfer, uh, the guard who ended up now I can't even remember his name. 
uh, Tucker was his last name. Um, you would remember he that. Decided, yeah, he I think decided it's... to stay what in, in the draft, I guess. Rajon, um, I think there was there was some weird. If I'm remembering right, there might have been some like eligibility things. Not that he had like taken anything, um, but he like got, did an endorsement and that like locked it up. But anyway, okay. well, but they you know they they were hoping they had a grad transfer, a veteran guy that was going to help you know serve that role, and they lost him. But if they if they you know the backup plan is to get an even better grad transfer and pair him in the back in the front court with James Wiseman. That is uh, that's pretty pretty formidable. So, if Kentucky's in fact getting this visit from Blackshear, I assume this weekend, um, they need to probably seal that deal and see if they can not let him get off campus. All right, let's move to traditional recruiting in the sense that we're talking about high school kids. Uh, the NBPA camp um, was held to stay. I think it's the top 100 camp, but I'm not 100 percent sure how many players yes. uh, were invited. Kyle says yes, it was 100. I was right. Um, I'll kind of shout out a friend of the program, Evan Daniels, um, because he had some tweets that I think kind of illustrates a lot of people's frustration to a certain extent. Um, he tweeted, because college, co- this is this is why this is new and newsworthy, college coaches were are able to attend this camp um, for the first time, and this is in part because of the new things uh, that were put into place because of the Rice Commission after the, the scandal. And Evan tweeted out, College coaches being here certainly hasn't helped with the shot jacking, dot, dot, dot. He quote tweeted that and said, there was a hope that college coaches being at NBPA camp would hold players more accountable. Just witness the worst camp game I've ever seen. Selfish, not playing hard or competing. There's a lot of unhappy coaches in attendance right now. Um, and then just after he tweeted that out, Kyle, I like this 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 little nudge he did here. He proceeded to tag Condoleezza Rice in that. <laughs> yeah, and somebody else I saw on Twitter said it's not really her fault because they I know. <laughs> a totally a totally uninformed person in position to make decisions about things she didn't know anything about. It was like, oh, well, she worked, you know, in the White House, so she should definitely rewrite college basketball. Um, you know, it, it was it was very foolish. It's part of them restricting. Coaches being able to be out on the AAU slash grassroots circuit, the shoe company circuit, uh, they're only able to do it once in the spring, and it was that weekend when uh, uh, down in Atlanta, and then um, once at the end of summer in July at the Peach Jam weekend. Um, and so they have created these other events that are more scholastic events, or, or in NBA PA, NBPA Top 100 uh, camp's case, that's been there forever. It's been a thing that's happened forever. College coaches just couldn't go to it. Um, but it has basically replaced one of those recruiting weekends. One, that's silly because the recruiting weekends are like a three-day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Coaches can be out. Two, they can be all over the country at all these camps with thousands of kids playing. More kids get seen. And that was a point a lot of people made today. The people that get hurt are the kids that are not top 100 recruits. And there are thousands of those. And all these coaches can see them at these events. Well, they're not at the Top 100 camp, and Top 100 camp is the only place these college coaches can be right now. So there's a bunch of kids not getting seen. Uh, And then the other piece of it is, whatever you think about the quality of basketball in the AAU circuit, they're actual teams that are, you know, conceivably together for a period of time. They practice together. They play on a circuit for a championship, whether it be Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. Uh, They – uh, they're a team. They have a team that they know. Uh, 
uh, and this camp is just taking the top 100 players and bring them into a gym, throwing them together, and basically playing pickup games. It's it's you know it's not going to be good basketball. It's really a training camp more than you know an evaluation camp. That's the reason college coaches haven't been there before. Um, and so now instead of spending three days watching actual basketball, you're watching. You have they have a window from yesterday, I think, at two p.m. till or today at two p.m. till tomorrow at two p.m. that they can watch. Um, watching garbage. <laughs> of course, everybody's mad. Yeah, I guess like from our perspective, and we'll get into this next week. Uh, there was comments from a couple guys that, uh, you know, Kentucky's obviously looking at. You know, it's a top 100 player, so Kentucky's going to be involved in a lot of those guys. Uh, we'll talk more about that on upcoming episodes. Um, but it just does seem like they tried to fix something and they didn't put in a good replacement. They tried to get rid of something that they they viewed as bad and then didn't have an adequate replacement. And they said, well, that's close. Take that. It's like, you know, you go to yeah, the... you go to remotely close. You go to the party and... Uh, it's like, uh, you got any Coke? No. Pepsi? No. But here's some, some big K. Eh, that's not that's not the same. <laughs> now nah, that's, that's not I even... I'm not sure where you're going <laughs> when you said you go to the party and ask if you got any Coke. <laughs> um, so, uh, I think that that's... And, a, and you baking soda. Ridiculous. So, um, I think that's about it for this edition of the show. I do what... Real quick, though, before we wrap, we got a tweet as we were recording um, from our question about uh, the Calipari contract from Matt Walter, who sent a nice note um, after Kyle and I um, hosted KSR about the, the Father's Day memories. And since this is the last episode of the week, we'll wrap this up by, by saying Happy Father's Day to our fathers. Um, but I'll quickly read Matt's note on the Calipari contract. He said, love it. This job, especially as it exists today with the figurehead, almost political official-like behavior that is required, it's made for Cal. Those who fuss about only one championship have no concept of how he's made Kentucky cool for the first time since the 90s. I think that, Bub, all those are very, very uh, correct points. I think that those are all great points, Kyle. Yeah, uh, it, it's, they're the, they and Duke are the it schools. They're, they're, the, they're the two programs that even very, very casual basketball fans know about and talk about. Um, and there's a lot, you know, year in and year out. And there's a lot to be said for that. And they've, he's put Kentucky back at the top of the heap. And that's, you can ask for more titles, but just being in the mix every year is about the best that any program could hope for. Yep. Um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to you, Mr. Tucker. Happy Father's, to, Father's Day to my dad, Will. I uh, hope he has a great one. Kyle, do you have any wishes? Happy Father's Day to my dad, Jay Tucker, JT. If you read the comments on my stories on The Athletic, JT pops up pretty frequently because he's a, a sweet man who likes to come in there and prop me up in the comments section. So happy, happy Father's Day to my best man at my wedding and my all-time hero. Yeah, I always uh, my dad's great with when I do radio is because after the show ends, like, Five out of ten times, so half about half the shows that I do, I'll get a good show text, and it's like, yeah, someone was listening. <laughs> and that sounds silly to say out loud, but you know, oftentimes you kind of think when you're in a lone room just talking, it's like, is anybody even out there? And then it's nice to have like, okay, 
Dad's listening, so we're good. So happy Father's Day again to all the fathers out there. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Kentucky. Please follow along with us on social media at Locked On UK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Uh, read Kyle's work on The Athletic and follow him on social media. At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Please rate, please review, please subscribe, and most importantly, please share uh, with somebody else who would enjoy this podcast. We'll talk to you guys soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. I guess you don't. I lost you there. Do you have any Father's Day wishes out there, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Yes. Happy- oh, you're breaking Jay up. Tucker. You're, you, hold on. Start again. Try one more time.